Hey, welcome to the C3 Auckland podcast. If you'd like more information about our church, head to c3church.org.nz. We hope you enjoy this message. And this morning I want to talk about pretty much in, in one scripture here in this book of Timothy is God's development plan for your life. So I want to look at this. In 1 Timothy 4 and verse 13, here it is, almost in a nutshell, God's development plan for your life. Verse 13 says, Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through, through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands upon you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Watch your life and doctrine closely. Persevere in them because if you do, you'll save both yourselves and your hearers. Like an amazing just little uh, picture of what God wants to do in your life. Paul is wanting the church, the Apostle Paul who's writing these words is wanting the church to develop, to reflect what God is wanting to show to society. And the question that uh, I want to ask you here this morning is, is your life developing? Is your life developing? Or is it just sort of the same as it was two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? Because God wants development to take place. And that's an exciting place to be when development is taking place. The, the cool thing about what we're doing, following Jesus, is there, there's not a moment where like, yeah, okay, I've made it now. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Here I am. Yeah. Check me out. Uh, no. All of us, no matter how long you've been following, two weeks or 25 years, we're all on this development plan. So none of us can say, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Hey, back off. What's wrong with you? Um, no, we're all developing. We're all walking with God. We're all striving towards um, becoming more like Him, which means we're all in it together. Whether we're two weeks or 30 years, we're, we're in this thing together, developing our lives. And so Paul says, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture and to preaching and teaching. This is awesome because we're doing this right now. You know, if you're like, what are we doing? We're doing what the Apostle Paul said is going to actually build our lives. And that's why some of you might feel like we're, we're, we're so intense on uh, intent and intense about um, us all reading the Word, because the Word is going to build our lives. If you're growing, it's because you're making a lifestyle out of reading the Word and receiving Christian instruction. Second Timothy 3.16 says, All Scripture is God-breathed and useful for preaching and teaching rebuking, correcting, training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped in every good work. The Word, the word of God shapes us and, and builds our lives. The Word tells us who we are and gives us the power to live the Christian life. God will equip you through His Word. So, you know, we had a few things going over the weekend. And, of course, you're always, as, as any preacher, you're, you're, you're always working on this weekend message, and this morning I was just, just, you know, tidying up a couple of things, but just before I got going, I thought, I just, I just want to read my word for today. And it's amazing, just the daily reading for the day, how much goodness was in there. Yeah. Like, it, like, it matters, guys, you know, like, you're going somewhere tomorrow, I hope. Otherwise, feel free to stay here, we've got plenty of <laughs> big spaces, you can camp. Uh, but you're going somewhere, you're going to work, you're going to study, you're going to, you know... 
run your business and it matters. Like you could be needing to close a big deal or have some confrontational situation or some terrible thing. The Word of God just in one day is going to make the difference. You've got to realize, you've got to have that intensity about it. Like I can't leave the building without reading this Word. And even this morning for me to read it was like, wow, because it makes the difference. It just says to you, you can do this. It's not going to defeat you. You are an overcomer. It's amazing. In just a thousand different ways, the Word of God prophesies into your life. So that would be my advice for us all, you know, before you leave the building. So often people let, you know, the Word and, and Christian instruction sort of be the last thing. Like, oh, if I get around to it. No, 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 make it the first thing. If you've got a choice between breakfast and the Word, I'd, I'd choose that. You know, get, get the Word going. It's a double whammy and you, you might even sort of, you know, lose a few kgs as well. It's like win-win, you know. <laughs> You're powerful <laughs> and... Uh, looking great. <laughs> Don't be one of those people that says, you know, from time to time you hear this and she's, oh, you know, I've heard it all before. I've heard it all before. Like, what have you heard? That God's amazing and he's going to turn your life around and he's going to cause great victory, you know. And here it is. It's not about... The Bible says don't, don't just be hearers of the word. It's not about hearing. I've heard it all before. So... Has it actually done anything in yeah, your life? Hello. Maybe you need to hear it another 20 times. Yeah, it's, not a, it's not about hearing. It's about letting this thing come into your life and cause development to take place. It's about letting the hearing turn into some doing. You know, that, that, that God wants us to do the works of God, not just to hear about them like Bible stories. He wants us to go and do it, to actually lay hands on someone, to, to take that moment. And I've heard about this recently, some of the testimonies in church of people doing this in the marketplace, yeah, just awesome. praying with their work colleague or, or, or witnessing to somebody. Or do, You know, this is cutting-edge kind of stuff. I mean, this is, this is awesome. Who's here and, and outside of... Uh, church environment, you've, you've, this year you've, you've witnessed to somebody, you've prayed for somebody in the marketplace, you've done, give us a wave right now. That's awesome, well done guys, give yourselves a big hand, that's incredible. That is exciting stuff, you're like, what am I doing right now? And it's all that reading of the word and soaking in the word that causes you in that moment to actually have something to say. And you probably find that. Something came out of your mouth and you're like, where did that come from? <laughs> That's where it came from. Not, actually, not from your iPad, from the Word of God. Uh, somebody just give me a Bible right now. Just bring it up, bring it up. I need it, I need it, yeah. It's the every woman Bible. Of course it is. Is there any other kind? Um, amen. Billy Graham says, wherever the gospel is preached, no matter how crudely, there are bound to be results. You know, so right now, it's good, it's good news for every preacher. You know, you just relax. Like God's doing it right now just because we're dwelling on a scripture. We're dwelling on his word. And right now, even if you've heard it 150 times, you massive Bible readers, you, um, something is happening. Isaiah 55 says that the word never returns void. I mean, you could be in this sleepiest, most boring, most like, I hate all these songs. I just, you know, who was this guy preaching? It's just terrible. You know, like, it could be the worst service, and yet the Word of God is faithful. 
He's not saying, I, I, I need everything coming together. Whenever the word is lifted up, uh, development is taking place. Psalm 119, 105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Uh, the biggest encouragement for everybody. Come on, let's, let's do this together, C3. Let's just be in the Word every day. It's breakfast, man. If you get real breakfast, that's a bonus. But have your breakfast every day. Feed on the Word. Verse 14, do not neglect your gift, which was given you through prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands upon you. Paul is saying, uh, saying this because then like now, people neglect their gift. Right. Life's too busy. I haven't thought about it. In fact, next week, we're giving out to everybody in church uh, that wants it, uh, the spiritual gift test. And we've already, we already did that in January, but we just, it's so important because I ask people, do you know, I've asked pastors, I ask every, uh, everybody if I'm having, I'll say, what's your gift? Wow. And it's amazing how many people's like, um, not sure. Even pastors, and I'll tell you why, because you've got to do so many, like you pretty much need to do all the spiritual gifts at some point in your job to be a pastor. And so you, everybody, you lose track. A connect leader, you're sort of doing a bit of everything. Yeah. You know, you're an evangelist, you're a pastor, you're a preacher, you're a teacher, you're, you're a counselor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So people lose, what is that number one thing? So I ask people, what's your gift? Could you tell me today? Number one, what is your gift? So we're going to do that next week. And, and, the, and Paul is saying, do not neglect your gift. So your gift, you've got to think about it like this. This is God's investment into your life. We're so often saying, why doesn't God help me? He's like, you've got to think about it. Your gift is God's investment into your life. Like everything God wants to do in your life is packaged in this beautiful thing that he's given to you the day you were born. It's God's big idea for your life. So if you're not using your gift, you're, you're just running with your own ideas. Yeah. And, and they could be good. They could be wacky. They could be out there. Uh, I've, I've met uh, many Christians that are just so wacky. It's like crazy. Um, you know, but if, if you follow God's plan, he's got a big idea for you that's like wonderful and amazing. It's, it's incredible. Um, and, but here it is. God can't fulfill his purpose in your life unless you use your gift. So God won't override your will. He's not a steamroller. He's your heavenly father. He gives you a gift and he says, hey, I'd love you to use it, man. I sent this guy today who's pretty passionate to encourage you with everything he's got to just pick up that gift and start using it. And what, what, is, what is so exciting is it, is it never runs out. It never runs out. Uh, whatever demands are upon you in life, however big it gets, that gift that God's given you will keep delivering, keep supplying. I found myself up there in Cambodia with some uh, crazy situations because it's a different culture. It's a different nation. Everything they're facing, of course, I'm the guy that needs to have the answer for every problem uh, because I'm the overseer, I'm the leader. But it's amazing how it, it, it pushes your gift yeah. to go to another place. It's not just like a comfort zone thing, you know. And, and if I could encourage you to step out of that comfort zone, start walking on some water. I feel like I'm walking on some water because I'm creating solutions that I don't even know if are going to work because it's a different country and I'm trying to test it a little bit, um, you know. And, and even that was, was a great moment of, of just cross-cultural communication uh, because I thought we were building a two-story building. And then I saw this picture of it. It's like three, it's, it looks like three stories. Fiona, is that three stories? It's definitely three stories. <laughs> Let's bring that picture up again. It's definitely three stories. And I, I, I went back to Tina. I said, hey, I thought we were doing two levels. And he goes, yeah, yeah. 
uh, ground floor, first floor, second floor. <laughs> that, that's quite a big difference. <laughs> quite a big difference. Uh, that happened and I was like, yeah, good. Yeah, cool. Awesome. <laughs> I knew that was happening. Uh, come on, the gift. The gift gives us access to the supernatural power of God. The gift, when we use it, it bring, and this is the best part, it brings God glory. It brings Him glory. Don't be always like, God, can you just do this? God, can. We're all like that. I'm like that too. You know, big old tanty because God didn't. But, you know, maturity gets to a point where we say, God, what, what can I do for you? What can I do? And you know what gives Him the greatest pleasure? is His children using the gift that He got them. It's just, there's no better day for, for your Father, your Heavenly Father. Verse 15 says, Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. So, come on, give yourself wholly to it, like fully, fully invested, not partially there. You know, and again, I, I meet people sometimes, I'm like, yeah, you, you following God, you're Christian. I've had people say like, you know, sort of. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I don't think there's a sort of. I didn't say that in the moment because I'm like, well, <laughs> there's no sort of. You know, do you go to see through? Oh, kind of. But please. <laughs> so just at least be like, yeah, I definitely go to see through your class. Everybody here in the room. You know, because you can live your whole life and sort of, kind of, nearly, maybe, soon, billboard. Um, <laughs> come on, just be diligent, fully fully invested in the purpose of God, fully invested in the gift that God's given you. If you want to be used by God, give yourself to it. Here's a thought. Imagine, you know, our country is, is along with Cambodia and other nations, facing challenges. Uh, you know, darkness is kind of increasing in some sectors. And imagine what could be achieved. Think about this. If every Christian in the city was fully invested. Can you imagine? Like we would... We, we would overrun the city with kindness and love and hope and purpose. You imagine what it would do the next generation, high schools full of, full of young people. Like back in the 90s, we had a prayer meeting at Rangitoto College, which I think is one of the biggest high schools in the country, at, at before school. You know, it was like 200 young people having a prayer meeting. Can you imagine high schools full of people? you know, fully invested in the, I mean, it would just turn the nation around. I mean, you know, when we do open heaven, you know, six and a half thousand people, please come next summer because it's, it's you putting your stamp saying we're fully invested. But imagine having it at, I heard, you know, I heard some of the guys talk about it uh, at Eden Park or imagine every stadium in the city filled at the same time with people. We could in a moment of time just change it up if we all just got fully invested Fully invested. You know, can I ask us, 2019 and 2020, let's not wait to some other time because we're great at this. Yeah. One day, yeah. on that perfect day, when I pay off my mortgage, okay, well, that, <laughs> when's that? Uh, you know, when I finish uni, when I get married, when my children are fully obedient. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, then I'm going to do something big for God. You know, we've actually just got to be fully invested on the journey or else I'm telling you, we're waiting a long time and we're going to be disappointed one day in our lives to find we never quite got to where we wanted in God. Come on, let's, this year, let's be fully invested. Let's get that gift, dust it off the shelf. Say, okay, you, 
few good things. Let's, get the, let's have a go at this. Let's, let's start again. Uh, verse 16. What, watch. Okay, so that everyone may see your progress. So here it is. It's, it's not just about you. And I get people, sometimes people don't go to church because they're like, you know, I'm good with God. And I'm like, how selfish can you be, bro? Because it's not about, what you're, great, awesome. But what about all these people that need to see your progress? Yeah. That need to see, man, if, if you know, Bessie, I remember Bessie sharing the story one time, you know, with some of her friends and, and, and they saw her progress. It's, it's a testimony. It's a witness. We all do it. It's beautiful. And it literally changes somebody's life because they're like, man, I used to know you. You were different. <laughs> like everything was different. Your values were different. Your purpose, everything. And when people see that progress, you're shining Christ to, to, to your family, to your friends. And I know it's hard. It's hard to shine Christ to the people closest to you. But, but people have got to see your progress. That's what it is to follow Christ. He was all out for us. And he says, would you, would you get that gift and use it? Would you let some people see? I know your life is busy and complicated and crazy, but in the midst of all that, could you let Christ shine through your life? Because maybe people need to see how to live a crazy, busy, complicated life with Christ at the center, with Jesus at the center of their lives. Verse 16, watch your life and, and doctrine closely. Persevere with them because if you do, you will save both yourself and your and your hearers. You know, so, so don't let your life drift. I, I know this stuff happens and disappointments and discouragements. Don't let your, your faith drift because something went wrong. I feel like things go wrong all the time. And that's why we're here, we're God's people, to just come back with with. with his word, which says, I don't know what to do, but God says we're going to make it. God says we're going to make it. Adam Clark in his commentary says, see that the life of God remains and that the work of God prospers in thine own soul. So let it keep building, guys. You know, are there people here today and you've let it slip, just cruising in your faith? Can I encourage you? It says persevere. Perseverance is the key. Those who succeed are those who persevere. If you're about to quit, can I encourage you to persevere for another week, another month? Press into God one more time, one more prayer. I'll pray with you. Anybody here, don't quit. Keep going. Our salvation is proved in our perseverance. And in closing here, the, older, the ultimate expression of our lives and our leadership is that people find Jesus. So for all of us, let's play a part. Be a witnesser, an inviter, a bringer, a preacher, an evangelist, a connector, a disciple, a discipler, a leader, a trainer, and a myriad of other things. A helper, a server. Play your part in what, in what God is doing. In what God is doing. You know, a little story that we got this building and I feel like in some way, my gift was involved because I'm, you know, reasonable tenacity spirit. And we just like, Tenny's like, we've got nowhere to go. We've got no problem. So we just had this one day and we reminisced about this day. We just got in the car and I said, Tenny, we're just going to go find it today. It has to happen. <laughs> There's no other option. I said, we're just going to drive around until we find it. And we literally did just for hours driving around these bumpy 
clothes and extreme heat. And anyway, we found it. We found it in, and as we found it, Tina's calling the guy, negotiating. This, this family came out of the house next door, and uh, and that family now is in the church. And the guy's just training up to be a leader. And in fact, on the Sunday, he came to the leadership training, and and he brought his little nephew. He says, you've got to pray for this guy. This guy's been dealing drugs and, you know, causing a lot of chaos uh, in Sianokville and in the family. And he brought him to church. And on that day, the nephew gets saved and comes forward. And he says, can you pray for this guy? And we just prayed for these two people together. And, and I said to this young guy, I said, man, if you, if you let these people, you know, like literally the church has come to your house. Like we're right next door. Uh, you know, just a beautiful moment to pray with this guy and I was talking to him through a translator and he's like, man, I, wanna, I was like, God can do something extraordinary with your life. It's this young 17-year-old hood, uh, little gangster, little Cambodian gangster. <laughs> you're either gonna cause chaos in your own world or you're gonna cause chaos for the enemy because you're gonna be raised up. And everything we do uh, is used by God to cause some little gangster and Cambodia to find Jesus and who knows what that young kid's going to do he's going to grow up to be one of the champions of the nation you know and we're all involved somehow because we're helping these churches run every week Amen so let's all get in the chain of salvation here it is to recap, here's the keys to spiritual formation, number one, devote your life to the word and preaching, number two don't neglect your gift but develop it number three, be wholehearted about your call Number four, let your life shine. Number five, keep your life under control. Number six, persevere in the faith. And number seven, be a participant in salvation. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you'd like to know more about our church or to find out what's coming up, check out c3church.org.nz.